Welcome to the Talking Smith Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Talking Smith. Today, I am joined by self-proclaimed professional window licker, host of the Woods Talk podcast and sensational comedian, Rory of House Woods. Hiya, what's up? How's it going? I'm bringing what's up back, you know what I mean? I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, what's up was a big part of my life for seven months when I was 13. (laughs) And I feel like as podcasters, it's up to us now to bring it back, you know what I mean? Like, because... Are you old enough to remember Waza? How old are you? I'm 27. You're 20. You should remember Waza, shouldn't you? Is that the Budweiser adverts? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Waza. Waza. You know what I mean? Like we need we need to bring that shit back, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Why why are we bothering with the standard hello intros? Just Waza. I know, but like over here, I don't I don't think our like greetings are are like anywhere else. You know, definitely not. Definitely not. You know, fucking, you can walk up and say, "Well, dickhead," and somebody will like, understand. Yeah, see the way the vibe is now in Northern Ireland. It's almost an insult not to be called a cunt. <laughs> That's where we're at. Like, like, you didn't call me a cunt once. Does he not like me? <laughs> Am I not going to be on his t- top sixteen in Bebo? You didn't call me a cunt once, and we're working for nine hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think too, in terms of our greeting, I have to say, like, there's a, a real minimal vibe to what we do because at the end of the day you're lucky to get a, an actual word as a greeting because most of the time you know it's just a head nod it's like up down left right yeah. like a like a sectarian chicken just <laughs> you know what I mean just, you know what I mean just yeah. for, I know this is an audio podcast but you know what I mean you gotta get the head up uh, head down and do you know what I mean and that, that seems to be suffice so if you get a word from someone you're just like oh this guy's put an effort yeah, so it's, it's, it's weird though too. Like, and when he puts an effort, you're like, "What the fuck? Are you okay? What are you on?" Yeah, I, I, I see. That's the thing about us, like people from here. I learned this when I was working in retail. Have you ever worked retail yourself? Oh mate, fuck! I, I worked at I worked in Poundland uh, for fucking years. Awesome. You you <laughs> might understand what I mean. Then here's yeah. here's my vibe. Here's what I learned. Say there's a queue, five or six people. First person comes up, and. uh best form in the world, like just won the lottery sort of thing, really upbeat, really fucking friendly, right? And they're super American style, positive, really talkative, loud, bright, bubbly person. You serve them and they go, you think as a worker going, what the fuck is he so happy about? <laughs> right? Yeah. Then the next person comes up, the most miserable dickhead of all time. Like as if he's just been to like nine weeks in a row. As soon as you serve him, you go, you'd reckon he'd cheer up. Do you know what I mean? Like, he can't win with us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he just can't win. Yeah, they're like, I'll cheer up. He, he needs to cheer up or he needs to be fucking more miserable. He really just, hardly, hard to please us. Like. Uh, big time. <laughs> I, th- I think one of the biggest insults that somebody can say to somebody in Northern Ireland is just looking at you and just saying one word and that's smile. Oh. Fuck, that gets in my tits. <sighs> Really? Do you mean just in general or when you're working? I feel it's almost worse when you're working. Ah, uh, it's worse when you're working, like, so you're not enjoying it. Yeah, because that's the thing. When you work behind a hill, you're basically invisible to these people. But then when they do acknowledge you, they annoy you 
pretty quickly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're mostly, you know, because when I was working in the shop, like I used to get, I was so aware of how invisible I was as a worker that like I used to say to myself, how many times can I say the word gonorrhea <laughs> to this customer without them noticing? And i tell you what, I was a wizard saying that <laughs> because gonorrhea, ironically enough, will slip off the tongue quite easily. So um, you can just go like gonorrhea bag. <laughs> or even just like, that could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it, it, even it could be your greeting. If someone goes like, how's it going? You'd be like, gonorrhea. You get away with it. Oh, I, it's, it's I, all about conviction. Yeah, like I, I used to, we, me and my mate, we used to work in Poundland together and we, we used to we always play this game where we give each other sentences to slip into conversation all the fucking yeah. time and there was just one day I was bored of it and he asked me to like just tell a woman that my hole's open and I literally just looked her fucking <laughs> dead in the eye and I goes, my hole's open and fucking straight away <laughs> my fucking boss called downstairs it was the boss's wife and I had no idea <laughs> Of all people. Of all fucking yeah, people. You couldn't yeah. have picked it, like. Yeah, like, I don't think it's the ideal thing to say to anybody, but someone who's got a direct connection to your upper management, that's, that's a disciplinary, you know, that's a, you're losing a shift. Oh, I, 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 mean? I was gone two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> and your, was your hole still open at that point? Was oh, like, he ruined me afterwards. Like, he chewed me out in more ways <laughs> than one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your hole is like the Tesco in Newton Britta, just open 24-7, do you know what I mean? Funny, that's where I live. Funny enough, isn't it? Hi. Is that where you're from? Well, no, I'm actually, actually you're, you're, I'm a throne man, so I'm up the red hands. Oh, good lad, good lad, oh. all-Ireland champions. Aye, fucking, fucking right. Big, big, yeah, don't, big, yeah. don't get them, man. I don't even watch it. I watch it when they're in the final, and I'm, yeah, you don't get them. Class. don't get them, man. But do you know then, is it fair to say you've known the pain of the 273 bucks? Yes. Pain filter. I know. Just isn't it like well, every trans link? Well, it's like it's like a sex doll. You're not going to be anyone unless you're desperate. Like <laughs> you have to go in. <laughs> and yeah. like you, you know what? You're lucky enough because for anybody that doesn't know about the two seven three, there's about nineteen stops on that bastard, and you're one of the early ones. Like, yep. You get off at Dungannon. So what's that? An Irish from Belfast? An Irish on the bus, yeah. yeah. Whereas then that bus goes on then to like Bally Golly. Newton Stewart, Oma, Atlantis, The Afterlife, Purgatory, <laughs> Stravan, Derry. <laughs> it goes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's Mozambique. Fu- <laughs> it's, it's funny how TransLink sounds like a, like a like a fucking dating app. It really does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. like, you know, TransLink up, you know, fucking. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> I must sign yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Every hole's a goal. Just Every hole's like a, a goal. Like a hole on the couch, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, a, 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 a big time. I really appreciate your t-shirt as well that you're wearing. Oh, yeah, for the the bang, the Bonneville. Well, yeah, I've, good lad. I've, I've had I've had Andy on already, so I have. He's an absolute saint. Yeah, I mean, I actually keep meaning to get Andy on my own. Funny enough, I, yeah. I was a fan through Colin Gaddis because he knows I'm into that sort of music, mm-hmm. uh, the sort of bluesy rock stuff. Yeah, and uh, I've just been keen on them ever since. And then we, we sort of run in a lot of the same circles, myself and. Chris and Andy, mm-hmm. so they be- became aware of me and vice versa, and then I ended up like opening for them in the Palm House in Belfast a couple of years ago. Actually, me and Connor Key did like a twenty minutes each sort of thing before they went on. Yeah, and it was really cool. And 
and I was like, like I bought all their vinyls and stuff and got this t-shirt and stuff it's cool man I've I've my t-shirt on the way here now too I've got tickets to see them in the, in the limelight when they come back I think that gig has been changed to Voodoo has it? I believe so I remember seeing something on the uh, is it like the 12th of December or something? Ah, uh, that'd be even so, better um, too. Uh, I think um, I have been changed to voodoo. I, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Make that up. It could be a different. It could be a different gig. It could be fucking Chico. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, complain if it was Chico or the Cheeky Girls or something like. Yeah. Do, do you think that's because of the shite that we've had to go through COVID-wise that you find yourself being a bit more loose when it comes to activities? Because I would do. Anything. I would go to a silent disco in chicken licking. No bother. Like, you know what I mean? I'm game. Lion taming course. Yeah. Particularly if it's BYOB, I'm definitely going to. That, that's how you get people in the door. Just make it BYOB. It could be a seance. Yeah. Ventriloquist class. Yeah. Benga Boys acoustic. I don't give a shit. I'll go. I, I miss a good night in Wacamole after the fucking night, night out. Like, Wacamole in Belfast is a fucking just another disco. Like, yeah, I've seen, I've never actually been, but I've seen the sort of semi-viral videos of yeah. the poor staff in Guacamole just being overpowered by aspiring schmicks and <laughs> students and whatever, just dancing on the table to Sash and yeah. Gigi D'Agostino and just giving us stacks for like Wonhons and Guacamole. Uh, am I right in saying you've you've moved from the sticks to the big smoke? I have indeed. I've been... Living abroad <laughs> now <laughs> from Japan. Um, got my visa, got my malaria jag, I got all that shit. Yeah, um, yeah I've been in Belfast now about 10 years now, so I'm hoping to Fuck. become a citizen soon. I'm going to do the test. <laughs> whatever, see, whatever that entails, just yeah. see, putting I've, heroin in a bath or something like that. Isn't it? <laughs> so, see, I've, I've, hopefully I'm celiac. So. I've recently started, <laughs> like, I've recently sort of moved down to Belfast, like, what was your initial reaction? Like, obviously, the country fucking stinks, but I think Belfast smells worse. Yeah, obviously, the thing is about Belfast is that I think it's got worse the last couple of years too. And I'm not, I'm not slagging Belfast. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's just it's hard to describe. There's a medley of smells in Belfast between sort of because there's so many like dodgy eateries. And then there's like a lot of junkies now, and let's face it, they're not shitting Victoria Square. They're shitting outside. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of that. Why a lot of piss? A lot of bow, man. There's a wide lot of bow. I, I, I've what's s- that about? Like, the charge has a pound, man. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll start a GoFundMe page just to get original source for some of these fucking hers, man. As long as it's not fucking bows, are worse. I, as long as it's not fucking mentry, like. That mint tree will fucking scald your ball bag. Yeah, that's when you're like, if you like your ball bag, medium rare, get <laughs> get the, the LT3 mint, original source on it. And Jesus Christ, it's like a cold sear. Oh, uh, it's not good. Pan like, fried. Oh, oh my God. Fuck. Horrible. I've, I've, I've been caught out with that there once before. Like, I didn't have a clue what it was. And I just, I uh, Go on ahead. You worry, like. Yeah. No, you, you definitely worry, but again, it's only once that it'll ever happen to you, and then you just fling it out the window going, I'm just going to go back to herbal essence or Garnier fructose or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the stuff is. Do you know what I mean? Lynx, yeah. Serbia, whatever it is, I don't give a shit. But yeah. anything but that way. No, like, I've noticed a, a distinct difference in the people. Obviously, cultures out here are a lot different from Chinese, but, like, you would see a culture fucking, like, 
just kicking the fuck out of somebody in the middle of the street in Straban, for example. But in Belfast, you mm. see people talking to bins, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's freaky when you see the people talk to the bins because in their heads as well, they're getting a response. So it's not <laughs> as if they're talking to the bin, they're talking with the bin. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a full... It's like a full podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's proper. Do you know what I mean? If they recorded it, they'd match it. I know you'd love you know to. You'd love to know exactly what the fuck's going on in their heads, other other than fucking LSD. But like, what else the fuck's going yeah. on? Yeah. At the end of the day, even when I moved up here to now Belfast, there's like a lunatic safari. That's what it is. And in terms of people watching, which is one of my favorite hobbies, you'll see stuff, man. Once you open your eyes, you will see. And again, the amount of dodgy people. It seems to be like tripling by the day. I don't know if you mm, find that even yeah. only moving here recently enough. It's it's mad. You're like you feel like because you're wearing a second shoe, you feel like royalty compared to some of the people that you're seeing. Yeah, you're like I'm not doing too bad in life, but compared to that guy, he's just <laughs> dancing to the music from his own ankle tie. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a Bluetooth speaker just blew Brian Tippy's ankle. Yeah. Well, at least Belfast um, isn't Balamona or Balamina. Well, I mean, it's a fucking kip. <laughs> that, that, that just came out of nowhere. Have you just been etching no, but the flag, Balamina? Yeah, I, I have been, but the fact that you've brought up, like, the ankle tags sort of reminds me of something. Like, I I, I play rugby, <laughs> so, do, so we, I, was play, yeah. I play for Dungan Rugby Club. We start, we played a game against Balamina there before lockdown. I'm front row forward, sitting in the proposition, crouched down, and I looked down, and every single one of them on the other team has a fucking ankle tag on. Shit you not. Every single fucking one of them. And then during, during half time, when we swapped sides, one of the guys couldn't play because it, he, was, he was outside of his fucking radius. So he, <laughs> he had to get subbed off straight away because if he, he, he lived like 200 metres away from the rugby club, but he had to fucking get off because as soon as he stepped over the fucking halfway line, that was him fucked. <laughs> Put him in goal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even have a goalie in rugby? No, they no, 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 no. But I, 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 yeah, I, I don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed that the whole way through this game, this guy would not go past the halfway line. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, mate, you should be up here doing this shit. But he's like, no, my yeah, fucking ankle tag's fucked. <laughs> a, a weird tactic, man. But, as, like, again, I don't watch a lot of rugby, but would having an ankle tag weigh you down a bit? Do you know what I mean? Like, would you have an automatic advantage because they have the kettlebell strapped to their fucking <laughs> No, I don't know. I, 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 I'd be afraid of fucking ripping it off when the fucking pillars land down, squat, squat, squat cars and all fucking land down, clearing out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's mad, though. I mean, I, I'm not even, I can't say I'm surprised. You know what I mean? No, neither can but I. All I noticed about people from Ballymena, because I know some people who are from there, I know a few comedians from there, mm-hmm. it could be a, a really good drinking game. Just every time they say, I'm from Ballymena, they love mm-hmm. to say that they're from Ballymena. And I'm like, A, don't be bragging. That's nothing to brag about. That's like saying you've got the biggest Baruka. Like, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And B, we, we, we know you're from Ballymena because their accent's quite distinct. And as I say, they will always say, I'm from Ballymena, and lead the story then. doesn't matter what they're talking about. ISIS, Brexit, <laughs> I can mix being dear. I'm from Ballymena. And we have to, you're, all right, all right, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Because uh, <laughs> currently Balamina is, is, is the place with the lowest infection rate of COVID, but that's because their fucking, their immune systems are that fucking shot up. It's this fight and everything, like. 
<laughs> I think I think COVID's just got sent. I think COVID's <laughs> like nah. Do you know what I mean? Beat her. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's. <laughs> it was it was it was like it was like fucking COVID trying to tackle Joe Rogan. They knew that was a mistake. Like, I know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't follow that overly closely, but was the gist of that whole story? Rogan said the vaccine is a lot of Alex, and then he got it. Yeah, or he is he right? But I, I assume he's trying some fucking mad, <sighs> like Holland and Barrett level Alex, where it's like drinking horse piss sweat. Instead uh, of uh, and llama <laughs> semen, instead yeah. of just giving a jag at the Odyssey. I would. He, sure, he, he takes that many vitamins. He, he he was apparently cured in a day, so he was. But but he he says it was because all the vitamins and shit that was in his system. But then everyone was like, "It's because all the fucking DMT you have in your system, you fucking head case. That's yeah. why you're fucking. He is. He's a, he's a gimp man. I I don't understand. Like, I can understand why his podcast is big. It's because he's got. Serious production value, and he gets a lot of very good guests. Yeah, but I don't know a lot of people that watch his podcast solely for him. Do you know what mm. I mean? I think he's he's just aggressively curious. He's just good at asking questions because he's most of the time out of his fucking depth. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I I I, I can't really say I'm a fan. Like fair play, like his work ethic and stuff. Mm. But as a comedian and a podcaster, I'm just like, <laughs> nah, I don't find him particularly. Likeable, at yeah. All. No, I, I don't find his comedy very good. I, I never enjoyed him as a comedian, yeah. Like, f- for the likes of like him getting like t- the likes of Joy Diaz, Segura, Burke Kreischer, and all on quality fucking comedians. Um, but mm. but compared to him, he's he's bollocks, like, yeah. I, I think more people need to say it. And I feel too that he's sort of a victim of his own success in a weird way because you know, on a podcast say, a year ago, he could slag. Uh, Johnny Depp for whatever reason mm-hmm. but then when Johnny Depp comes on the show he fucking brown noses him oh, big do you time. know what I mean big even time. like a, like there's footage of him a year ago going Johnny Depp's fucking ballocks and he's just Tim Burton's fucking whipping boy he could just slag him then when Johnny comes on he goes I think you're a great actor man I love fucking Sleepy Hollow and all that. no yeah. and he's just pure milk and you're like stick to your guns at least if you're going to slag someone get them on the pod and slag them again yeah, if he really feels strongly enough, like yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's that's what I want to see. Like he, he he was giving Elon Musk shit for fucking ages, then got him on. I'm just at his ass. Yeah, it's, this is like the geekiest thing I'll ever say. But one of the times that Joe Rogan has annoyed me royally was when Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe, who's also a comedian, they were talking about um, Batman mm-hmm. and the amount of things they were saying that was wrong about Batman films, I was physically angry. Do you know what I mean? When they were saying like, oh, I, I can't even, I can't even repeat it, but it was basically like, oh, wasn't like Michelle Pfeiffer, wasn't she Poison Ivy? And I was like, no, fucking Catwoman, the dick. I, I found myself getting so annoyed. And they have a guy there that's there to Google shit. And they still were just like, oh, wasn't Ben Affleck? Wasn't he... And the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I know it's such a feckle thing, like a nerd alert thing to get yeah. annoyed with. No, but, but I, I think that sums up Joe Rogan. He doesn't really know what he's chatting about, and he just gets someone to Google alongside him. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the, the, the nerdness because I'm a big nerd too. Like, you're, you're, you're a DC man, I'm a Marvel man. I do, I do like Marvel, but I, I'm a DC purist. Yeah, pretty much like I still respect what Marvel has done films wise, even though. 
my only issue with Marvel is more so those fans of the MCU yeah. who believe that they have yet to make a mistake. And I'm like, there's been some ballocks in the MCU. Like, the first yeah. two Thor films are pretty dreadful. Captain Marvel's crap. Doctor yeah, Strange is boring. Mm-hmm. Iron Man on the Wasp is fucking shite. I despise Iron Man 3. Sorry to say it. I think it's one of the worst films. It, um, it, it was. It was absolute bollocks. Like, not going to lie to you about that. I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy it at all. But Yeah, and then the TV shows that we pumped out, like WandaVision started very well, then dipped dramatically. Mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, for me, started badly, got a wee bit better. Loki was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think what is for us. But you know what I mean? Like I'm still, but I'm very much a DC guy, but the MCU is still a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I, although I hate the fact that everybody's trying to copy it, not just DC, but it's like yeah. they've started trying shared universes now in other genres. Like, you know, The Conjuring have like a shared universe now, and they tried it with like Tom Cruise's film, The Mummy, was supposed to start like this new horror universe with the Invisible Man and Frankenstein. Don't like just that. fucking flopped as well, you know. Yeah, I think everybody's trying to copy that formula. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because uh, we're going into Avengers six phase five here, but mm-hmm. I, I, I seen there they got they're reintroducing Wolverine, Deadpool's now part of the MCU and stuff now as well. But they're they've introduced so many different fucking people, which I think they're they made a mistake with. They should have introduced it earlier in in phase four. Like, you know, mm-hmm. throughout, throughout Infinity War and Endgame, sort of chipping in a few names and, like, you know, a few appearances and whatnot, and maybe people appreciate it more, but now they're just, it's just fucking, right, that, that slate's wiped. Here's your new guys. Enjoy. It's a fucking, I, th- I think they're fucked up that way. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see how Marvel progress going forward and that they've lost Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah. I'd be interested to see who the sort of faces of the, the MCU are going to be now, like the pinnacle people, because I believe, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman was supposed to be one of the main faces. Yes, he was. Of the MCU going forward, and obviously tragically passed away. Because I think it was so, I think it was probably going to be Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man mm. were going to be your main three, but people don't like the Captain Marvel actress Brie Larson that much. I find, think she's bollocks. And yeah, she she's a dickhead in real life too. Yeah, so a, I think that they've had to change that. Yeah. So I think it's Spider Man's going to be probably the spearhead now, alongside maybe you know the Sam Wilson Captain America, maybe Ant Man and the Wasp might be sort of elevated somewhat. Or yeah. I think there maybe some female character, maybe some of the X Men. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, but I, I think with Endgame and stuff, that that, that is the spearhead. I think I don't think that they're going to fucking top that at all, to be honest. I would tend to agree, and it's nothing against Marvel. I feel that they just they did so much good stuff. Yeah, you know, like Thanos was such a good villain. Um, whoever the next big bad is going to be, whether it's Kang or whoever it is, or Galactus, whatever way it's going to work out, I don't know. I think it's got big shoes to fill, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who whoever the next big bad is going to be. Really has to kind of knock it out of the park. Yeah, and I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult, but it'll be interesting to see what way it goes. I really am looking forward to the new Spider-Man. Really looking forward to it. That trailer there near. Yeah, I've, it's oh man, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm I was weird about it, and that I found myself, you know, loving the fact that some of the earlier films 
you know, some of the earlier characters are going to make an appearance. I know they haven't officially confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be back as mm-hmm. Spider-Man. But as someone who doesn't rate Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, I'd be, I'd be delighted if they confirmed that he was definitely... I know he, he is in it. He is in it. Yeah. But the minute they put it in the trailer or announce it that Maguire and Garfield are both back in that film, I'll go mad. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. I don't rate Maguire as Spider-Man at all. Yeah. Um, and I've watched the the original Raimi trilogy and Garfield C films recently enough, mm. and I still don't rate Maguire at all. But yeah. if he came back, I'd appreciate the fact that he, as an actor, was like, "I'll come back and do it again." Yeah, it, it, it would be really good seeing that. That that probably would spearhead the whole thing. But what what's your thoughts yeah. on uh, Robert Pattinson being the new Batman? I'm very excited for it, man. Really? To be totally honest, yeah, very much so. Um, I think he's a brilliant actor. Always to have, and like he gets a lot of slagging for Twilight, but Leonardo DiCaprio did Titanic. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to do shit to pay the rent, man. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey did how many shite rom coms, and then suddenly Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, and he gets an Oscar, and people are like, two detectives and all, and they're like, this guy's so great. Yeah, and you're like. You have to pay the bills. It's the equivalent of like taking a shite job to make sure you've got your bills paid. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But nobody's not going to listen to your podcast because they're like, "Well, sure, he used to work in Thailand. Not fucking listen to that." You're like, <laughs> "It's got no home to do. It's got no home to do with yeah. the project now." Yeah. I think I think it's going to be great. I love the, the vibe, the casting, and um, Pattinson's a fucking brilliant actor. Some of the stuff he's done. Um, since Twilight is class. He's obviously very particular about what he did after Twilight. He went very sort of indie sort of route. And uh, I think he's going to be class, man. I think the whole film looks so different than anything we've seen before, which is yeah, like I, the first time. I think it's going to be brilliant. I, I, I like the fact he put in the effort in to not get recognised as Edward Cullen. It's the same way Geddes put in the effort to get not recognised as fucking Barry the Blender. Like, but I just yeah, and it failed miserably. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, you know he still gets called Barry. All the time. By people who legitimately think he's called Barry, that frightens <laughs> me. Yeah. See, to be in the same room as, as that and see people going, hey, Barry, I shall go and can't get on me. Where you doing any fights soon? Or? And they legitimately believe. It's a real cast member, Colin, as an actor, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But see, when you're, you're in the same room, is that level of lunacy? It's yeah. weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Be you mate. Put that potato peeler away. <laughs> All the best. Get that potato peeler <laughs> away from your neck, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it back in your sock. <laughs> um, obviously, <laughs> COVID's hit and then you didn't do comedy. So wh- what what did you do over that time? I'm sure you didn't fucking land him, but you're, you're solo podcasting there for a while, which I don't know how the fuck you done. Uh, yeah, looking back, man, I don't know how I did it. And I think, you know, looking back, I was doing Woods Talk and it was like a weekly thing by myself. And then um, because I because I started using Zoom during the lockdown, which I've never heard of in my fucking life as a, a video platform. Yeah. And uh, when I realized you could record it and it sort of did it for you and stuff like that there, um, I started doing like solo episodes with a video. And that was like, a different dimension. See, doing a solo episode where it's just audio by yourself, actually not that bad. But mm. see, when there's video in it, you have to be more aware that people are watching you. Yeah. So you kind of have to be a bit more animated. So when you're just on your laptop, like watching funny clips or whatever, it's not the same. So that's when I decided to sort of branch out and like having guests. 
yeah. on and then um, I find myself just more comfortable because I had someone else to bounce off. So, yeah. you know, when I first started having guests, I had like, you know yourself, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to get guests, maybe not so much during lockdown, but having someone else to bounce off really changes the dynamic and takes the pressure off you as, yeah. as the host. So like when I first started having guests, I had like Aaron McCann, Dave Elliott, I had Mickey Bartlett, Shane Todd, Tim McGarry has done it, Owen Colgan from Hardy Bucks has been on it. Dylan um, Johnson. I've had actors. Oh, I, Daniel Johnson. Daniel yeah, Johnson. I've had musicians, a couple of actors, content producers, um, you know what I mean, like comedians. Yeah. You name it. So it, and it just it freshened it up for me very much so. So that's, that's what I did during lockdown was learn how to podcast properly with people and yeah. how to ask reasonably decent questions that wasn't COVID related. Cause that, that's the big struggle of being like, Oh, how are you getting on <laughs> with them wearing a mask and wearing glasses? Do your glasses steam up? Like it's very hard to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, I did, I did most of that because I just had to do something because the minute I get lazy, that's me being lazy for like half a year. Like it's just spitballs. For me, I need to sort of always keep busy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. because lockdown happened about five months after I got married and it was my first year of marriage. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing more stuff by myself. <laughs> and I'm going to start speaking to anybody yeah. <laughs> over Zoom for the yeah. sake of a podcast. I'm speaking to flat earthers and ISIS, ISIS HR guy and whoever. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, just to kind of, yeah. it's a favor to her, more to me, obviously. I c- leave her alone for that. <laughs> I, I, I started the podcast there fucking three, four months ago, and I've, I've been racing episodes fucking weekly now. But uh, the first five I did as a solo, and I was bored fucking shitless, man. And then I started getting guests on, but then it's the fucking. Do you, do you find it difficult actually reaching, reaching out to guests? So there's times I think fucking solo podcasts be so much easier because the amount of hassle you have to go through to get somebody on is fucking ridiculous. Well, uh, during lockdown, it wasn't too bad because yeah. either people were very keen to do something or people were aware that they couldn't give you no as an answer because it's not as if they can go, well, I'm going out this weekend or I'll be away that night. I'll yeah. be like, no, you won't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the equivalent of like, it happened to me a few times over lockdown, you know, trying to get a, um, like a, a an Amazon or a Hermes package mm-hmm. and then get the notification on your phone. Well, oh, we tried you, but you weren't in. I'm like, mate, everybody's in. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah, fucking lying, but everybody is in the house at the minute. Yeah. Read the news. You know what I mean? Uh, so during lockdown, everybody was keen. Now that people are doing stuff again, restrictions have lifted. It's a bit more difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to rely have to rely on people kind of doing sort of repeat appearances and stuff and asking people to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, unless unless you have a studio and stuff, I think there's a bit more of a, a vibe that people come out to the studio and kind of face-to-face and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really have the means for that as it stands. <laughs> yeah. It might happen in the future, but I'm still sort of relying on Zoom. Yeah. Which is all right. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm kind of used to it, but... Um, yeah, no, during lockdown it was fine, but now it's definitely difficult. But in the best way, I'm delighted that the people I try and speak to are doing shit again. Yeah, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, I am happy that oh, people yeah. are gigging and playing music or whatever it is they do. You know? mm. 
Oh, you, you you were requested at least nineteen times by my co-host of the Two Girls One Smith podcast, the Mitch. Oh yeah, oh Naomi, yeah, she's a. I think she's a fan of podcasts, I believe. From uh, I, I I don't know. I guess she's reasonably, <laughs> she's reasonably. You know what I mean? But yeah. and fair play, you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, no, I sort of I was hosting so much of my own stuff. I never got a chance to really be on anybody else's, so. It is nice just to kind of not have to worry. Even the fact that this is audio, yeah, is great. Is great because yeah. my culture forehead won't dominate the frame. Yeah, it was the fact you took your shirt off five minutes in really got me going. Like, yeah, and then I'm, I will rub the ball bag on on the <laughs> webcam at some point, but I'm not going to tell you when. Yeah, because it's not. It wouldn't be sexy then. No, I might you just narrow mystery about it. I might just sit here with my mouth open for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> just, yeah, that. that that's what you have to do as a host, unfortunately. One of the one of the lads from the ASAP podcast asked me to ask you about a story involving a pint and a wheelchair or an armchair in a pub. Oh yeah, yeah. It was this? Um, it's mad that I'm actually trying to think of the story that you're on, but you've been quite specific as the details of it. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, but I'll tell you. I probably won't tell as well. Yeah. Um, not fresh in my head. I was in a place. I was back home in Strabane, and There was a bar there called the Farmers Home. Mm-hmm. So it's like an old farmhouse with like loads of different wee rooms and fires and stuff like that there. Like fireplaces. I don't mean just <laughs> shit on fire. Like, or maybe, maybe it is. I don't. I don't go every night. Um, but I was sitting, and there was like a, an open fire, and it was like an old school, proper like armchair. I think it was really old school one. Yeah. as fuck sitting there with my mates and stuff and this just random guy came up to me now I was a bit disconcerted because when you're from a small town and you see someone who you don't know you're kind of going fuck's this guy like because you're like I don't know who this is and you're used to knowing everybody and their daughter and their pet goat and everything you just know everybody so well mm-hmm. this random one came up and he was like uh, uh, excuse me mate can I get past you and just behind me was like you know a wall and a fire and I was just like what do you mean? It's not like I was in a queue or anything. He was like, can I get past you? And I was like, no, no, you can't. You 100% can't because the place was packed. I had a seat beside the fire with all my mates. So I was like, I am very content here. And he goes, no, I just, I think I've left my, I've left something here. I just want to check. And I was like, oh, fuck, sorry, man. I thought maybe he'd drop his phone or his wallet or something down the side of the chair. So I sort of stood up and I was like, work away there, man. And what he did, like I said, was a tatty old armchair. And on the right arm, there's a hole. And he literally put his arm down to the hole and pulled out a full, perfect pint of tenant. And he was like, good lad. And then he left. Awesome. There's a perfect pint of tenant sitting inside this armchair. For fe- I don't know if he was fear someone was going to steal it. But he was like, thank you, mate. All the best. And he just dandered off with this full pint of tenant. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so mad. It's until the day, it's so mad. That's fucking mental. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Isn't it great? Yeah. Thanks for ban. Welcome. Fucking, one of, the, one of the most confusing things that I've ever seen that I realised what the fuck was going on was that me and my girlfriend recently went to a well-known hotel in Oma. I'm sure you know which one I'm on about. Gold, Birch? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's uh. A, I was going to say Gold Willow or something. Um, Gold Oak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And we were we were sitting in the bed, and she decided to take out all these fucking new bed sheets that she literally just bought. 
and she was like, I'm going to change the bed here. And I was like, why the fuck are you doing that there? Now, my face is exactly like your face now. I was just looking at her with a fucking, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, And her words were, you have no idea how much yeah. fucking cum is on these beds. And I will never <laughs> lie in a fucking hotel bed naked again. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, fair play. I mean, that, that's preparation, but does she actually phrase it like that? Does yes. she actually go, you have no idea yep. the amount of cum? Yes. The large volumes of scrope meal <laughs> that are on this bed. Sleep tight. Yeah, sleep tight. Good luck. <laughs> you know I mean? Me fucking face on the mattress, <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. It's just fucking. It's uh, like do, you, a, do you smell gammon? Like a. <laughs> it's like a fucking fly trap, you know? <laughs> Once you get stuck yeah. on that, you're not getting off her. <laughs> it's like a big giant baked Alaska. The bed Fucking, I mean, like, I mean, fair play for her. Like, at least she's got like fresh bed seats. But at the same time, you're like, you're kind of killing the vibe because we all subconsciously know people have done the spunks in there, and it's a wee bit sexist in her part that it's just man liquid. By the way, no point was there <laughs> any of the fucking blurt cordial. Blurt you know cordial. I mean? That's that's the title of the podcast yeah. there, Blurt Corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck's sake. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck's sake, guys. It's always the lads, isn't it? Yeah, always the lads. Leaking, leaking, uh, leaking out the genitals. Like, excuse me, you could have a, we could be having posh wanks. We could. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I didn't know about until about four years ago. Posh wank. <laughs> really? You know, do you know the. Oh, know I, what it is, I wank. Oh, we call them wank. Oh, I. It wasn't in Straban, obviously. It's not a thing because it's got the word posh in it. And <laughs> I, I didn't, I honestly didn't know what it was because I, I asked, I don't know why, but I was like, I asked my, my wife, I was like, is, Do you know what a posh wank is? And she just went, Is that when you have a wank in the merchant? And I was like, No, no it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an image of like a posh wank being like rubbing pesto in your ball bag or wearing a monocle or. I something. It's just another getting a, like a grand piano and just closing the lid very gently on the plum. Just or like wearing wear, wear a three piece no suit. Yeah, with a big long back on it. Yeah, jo- like Johnny Bow probably has loads of those. Oh yeah, for sure. He he posh wanks. He, he definitely posh wanks. Definitely posh wanks. Fucking a hundred percent. But like, it's it's, it's funny Absolutely. how like. When, when, when you're younger, obviously you're afraid to go shagging a bed somewhere at your house, but you're inside the shagging forces, force, forces, force. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much fucking cum is in force. I, I, I don't know, but I mean, like, it would be it. I mean, like, I, I've never, I don't know anybody that's fucked in a forest, to be honest, but. Really? Yeah, I actually don't, but I'm thinking about the, the holy age. Instead of foliage now, um, <laughs> but fucking in a forest. I mean, I I don't know too many creepy crawlies there, man. I'd be crawling up. Oh, wow. Things, up. You know what I mean, I couldn't. You know I mean, and, like, and your hole is always open, so you probably have a fucking <laughs> <laughs> always you open. Fucking yeah. Parrot, there, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like her, her, it's like Hermione yeah. Granger's fucking purse, like it just fucking reaching in, like you pull all sorts <laughs> out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. No, I, I, don't, I didn't think forest was, mind you, again, there was no forest nearby in Straban, so it was like, you know, just go outside Iceland and just 
just fist against the backdrop of a poster for a chicken tikka lasagna or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like for the, production value. The, the back of a burnt out <laughs> spar or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a smell like full sodas and depression. <laughs> Uh, Madness, you're, you're, you're using the fucking dry molded sodas to wipe up. Oh, oh for sure. If, if even, you might just sort of <laughs> let it harden and just sort of flick it off. You know I mean? um, one, of, one of the questions I have for you as well is what's your favorite sausage? Because I heard you talking about this on Colin Geddes' um, podcast there about a year ago. You're talking about a sausage mm-hmm. you got from uh, the, the establishment we, we talk about in Oma there, about, about it being a herby sausage, which isn't fucking good enough for you. Well, well, my vibe is if it's in a fry, those sort of flavored sausages have no place no, in the fry. No. Do you know what I mean? But if it was like sausage and mash and it was like a pimped up, mm. like herb and lake, you know, like lake sort of thing. But I actually don't know. I'm actually, contrary to popular belief, not partial to a sausage. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I wouldn't even know. I would take like, I actually don't even know. I see I see the odd one in like Lidl for like sweet chili and I don't know. I don't know if I'd behold the sausages that much. Oh. I don't eat a lot of I don't know. When I when I crave a sausage sandwich, it's unreal. But that's like a monthly thing for me. Oh really? Like I have a sausage as often as I pay for Netflix, do you know what I mean? Just once a month. Don't know, on the sixteenth, I'll just have a sausage sandwich. <laughs> and that's about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not massively into sausages. What sauce do you put on it, though? That's the more important question as well. What sauce? Um, on a sausage sandwich, I can have red or brown sauce. Oh, no. Man. Or I, uh, I make curry ketchup, homemade sometimes, uh, which is very nice. Um, when it comes to a bacon sandwich, it's 100% brown. Oh, no, I go the other way. I, go, I go brown on sausages and red on bacon. That's grand. That's alright. But not enough. People fall out over that shit. Go, what the fuck are you doing? How can you fucking ruin? I was waiting for I'm you like, to. I was waiting for you to have a go at me there because you're like, that's grand. You fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You, you do, do like a fruit. Fucking fuck off, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Your blog must be lit. <laughs> What's that? You know? No, like you do. You do find that, like, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff like that. Actually, quick segue. Um, red or brown sauce on Christmas dinner is an absolute no-go. If anybody listens to this, mm-hmm. he does that 100%. Preheat that oven and stick your head on it. 300 <laughs> degrees. Yep. 180 if it's fan assisted. It. Get out of my life. Yep. Um, I, I see a lot of like arguments like that relating to like sauces and stuff on arguably the best Facebook page in the world at the minute. Rate my plate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Isn't it? Like I don't know why it, it shouldn't be good. Yeah, so you get the odd you get the odd dinner that's that you're like, oh fair fuck, that looks lovely, like some sort of risotto or some shit. <laughs> but most of the time, it's like stuff that's been slow cooked in a Dyson. It's just grey, yeah, grey AF, and you're like, what? They're like, this is my burger and chips. And you're like, it looks like a badger's taint. What the fuck have you done? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to the burger and chips? There's no yellow. I don't see no. Burger patty. I don't see no bacon. Don't see no beige. What? What have you done? Mm-hmm. Just this grey, big mushroomy looking bastard. Oh, and you see, and that's when the comments then. That's when the comments go off. Yeah. I mean, comments always go off on Facebook and stuff. But 
there's something about food that brings out this different side of people. But they get really particular where they're like, you should not fucking, you know, have this type of sriracha with your ramen. And you're like, here, fuck up. Aye. But people get very opinionated for sure. Oh, that's, see, that, that word fuck up is just not used enough now these days. Someone, there should be a fuck up emoji. There should be. There really should be. Like, you know, if you're pissing me off, I just say, right, fuck up. And that's it. Done. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah. It should be like just the same way you can click like or share. There should be a fuck up button. Not yeah. even an emoji. Just say a fuck up button. And just <laughs> see all the people who, anybody that's got in their Facebook bio, um, full time mad bastard, fuck up. Oh, um, start me. Anybody who leaves a review on anything, fuck up. Yeah. You titan bastard for a start. <laughs> like, see. Do you know what I mean? The people that go like, well, like, especially the fickle reviewers, you know, if someone's genuinely shite, you know, even at that, I still wouldn't leave a review if I went out for a really bad dinner, say. But see, the fickle reviewers, I think they're almost worse. Because I remember reading, you know, Made in Belfast, like yes. a small chain of restaurant. And uh, this girl, basically, she had her reviews, said, the staff were very welcoming, very warm, very friendly, very accommodating. We sat down, and I loved the decor. I liked the vibe of the restaurant. The music was very nice. It wasn't too loud. Uh, the cocktail list was very extensive. A lot of originals and a lot of cocktails I've heard of. The food was stunning. The starter was lovely. Main was lovely. Dessert was lovely. All my family had a great time. But she gave it one star because she was like, but it was a wee bit cold in the, in the restaurant. A wee bit cold. One star. But the food, the staff, the vibe, the decor, Everything wasn't too pricey. She also mentioned that it wasn't particularly pricey. She felt she got value for money. One star because she was a bit nippy. Put the cardigan back on, Vera. And shut the <laughs> fuck up. How about that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that restaurant probably was fucking star, like, like a Michelin star or something fucking there too. Like, and they're just getting on like that. I know, man. Like a one star. Yeah. She took off four stars because she was a wee bit nippy. <laughs> Fickle. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, people don't like that sort of thing. People speak their fucking mind too much now these days too. And that's pissing me off. Oh, for sure. I think COVID's kind of accelerated that too, man, because oh, people were in the house. And everybody was like, you know, I would love to see just the amount of like Facebook pages that just never, you know, that you get invited to like a page at the start yeah. of lockdown. Somebody's feeling proactive going, this is my opportunity do this business idea whether it's cupcakes or some dickhead thinks he's a PT <laughs> you know what I mean yep. just because he's just because he bought a bag of lentils he's like I'm a PT now <laughs> and, and then you know, Macaulay Balkan that's me now that's my new fucking stage name whatever um, Macaulay and he's Bul- asked about <laughs> Macaulay Balkan yeah you're welcome some uh, of the, I, sorry to just interrupt you a second you, you you said one there fucking about a year ago that I cannot stop fucking saying, and that's when I'm wrote off. What? I always go, I'm Steaming Nolan. Steaming Nolan, yeah. Fucking that, that seems to uh, oh. resonate with a lot of people. That's kind of like ninety nine percent of my family back is that because I've used like Steaming Nolan for drunk. I've used um, Jenny from the block. I've used <laughs> new, new new kids on the block. Uh, block Lesnar, the wrestling fan. Yes. Um, then I've used like Macaulay Balkan for PT, uh, Dame Judy Bench, um, 
even when I was when I tell stories about um, when I was working in the centre at the tills, I was like I was so good in the tills. People called me scanning Tatum. Oh, for fuck's sake! I know, I know. I have about two thousand <laughs> of those that I use in stand up. I just fire them in sporadically. Brilliant. Uh, I'm thirty. I'm thirty-one. Yeah. What were we talking about there I'll before I rudely interrupted you? Um, we we're talking about people leaving reviews and then people's, pe- people speaking their mind too much. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely during lockdown, man. Yeah, as I say, people were had all these ventures. I'd love to see how many of them actually lasted more than like three weeks. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because they were all over their Insta doing stories going like day one and they're setting up you know their bacon business or you know they're yeah. doing cheese boards to deliver you know what I mean shit like that yeah. and about three weeks later like nah I'm just going to eat what like my bean and watch Cogglebox <laughs> no like it's, it's the same like when I started the podcast uh, over, over lockdown and people were like what the fuck are you doing that for I was like, well, at least I'm doing something instead of you fucking sitting there opening this fucking knitting service that you fucking have, you retard. It's like, what the I fuck? know, yeah. It's, it's very... It's, the people who usually slag you for doing something are the ones that are, like, experts that frequently doing fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Oh, big time. Big time. And I was like, why would you not just stay in the house and watch The Sopranos again and maybe, like, you know, eat a rosters? And you're like, that's not... My vibe. Well, if it is, I would do that if I had done a load of stuff that day and I was productive. Yeah. Like I like chilling when I'm done. When I've earned, I like to earn the big chill. Yeah. If I sit down and eat and watch fucking, it's always something in Philadelphia or something Class. like that. I like knowing I, I worked or I wrote a couple of stand up bits, did a few podcasts. Mm. And I was, when I was during lockdown, I was similar to you. I was block recording a lot of pods. Yeah. So, People won't like know this, but that's fucking knackered. People don't understand. Yeah, they don't get it. That is tiring. Yeah. Same with stand up. You do an hour of stand up, like at a show. You're doing like a headline, proper like solo show. And you do like an hour, hour, 10 minutes, and you mm. come off like I'm knackered. And they're like, should you just fucking stand there? And like, you try standing there and remembering an hour and 10 minutes worth of words. Yeah. And it's the same with pods. Pods are knackered because you can't have to. It's not as relaxed as people think. Like it's a relaxed talk, yeah. but when you're hosting, you're always engaged because you're like, right, I have to ask this question, this question, mm-hmm. and then stuff comes under your head. You're like, oh, what's what was the crack with this? And you know, try and bring it all back. Yeah. And then you block record a few podcasts. You're like, I can't even form sentences for a few I, days. I I done four podcasts there last Monday. Fucking mm-hmm. talk about tired. I was I was with uh, Curtis Millen on the morning. I was down with Cormac McDermott. In Belfast, and I was at Heather Anderson, uh, Heather Anderson on as well, and then Dave Elliott that night. And fuck me, I slept yeah. about fucking half four in the afternoon the following day. I was fucked. <laughs> yeah, it is tiring. Like, people don't seem to appreciate that. Yeah, it can't. Everything's tiring. Everything's tiring. Everything's tiring. We've nearly recorded. Well, we've recorded just forty five minutes there. We'll sort of wrap this up here in a bit. Um, one, yeah, one thing, the one thing I want to ask you about is your comedy. What's your write up? How, how do you how do you start writing your bits? Because me being like a, a, a sort of I'm, I'm trying to get into the comedy. I'm actually making my pavilion debut here on the 4th of October. Finally. Oh, sweet. Happy days, man. After fucking a yeah, long time sweet, of chasing. Um, what, 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 is your, what is your process as to, to writing a bit? Do you like find something like in the news and then start writing bits towards it? Or what way do you work it? Um, most of the time, I avoid anything in the news. Yeah. Personally, because I just feel 
for big news stories, there's only so many comedy angles you can bring to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if you find that there's a breaking news and then you do a gig that night, pretty much everybody else in the bill might have a similar enough yeah. like twist on the whole thing. Like I remember um, when Jimmy Savile got done, nearly every comedian was like, sure, he looks like a pedophile. How did we not know that he's not a pedophile? Yeah. He looks like one. If you looked up pedo in the dictionary, yeah, he's, he was there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I try and keep it sort of stuff that's kind of exclusive to me, because mm-hmm. uh, it also means that people can't overly steal the joke either if it's unreally specific yeah. to me. Um, yeah. But I feel, unfortunately, most of the time, any ideas I get, it's always when I should be doing something else, like sleeping mm-hmm. or working. I can't, I don't have the discipline to write, sit down and be like, I'm gonna write some material. It's always like. It comes into my head at the worst possible time and I scroll the notes on my phone mm-hmm. and then I have an idea in my head of how it's going to start and how it's going to end but yeah. I never write anything down and then I just go do it on stage yeah. and fuck about with it and then it kind of the, the fat falls off it you yeah. know because I'm like self-editing each gig but I, I don't actually physically write a lot of stuff down but that's just me I don't doubt that it's probably not the most efficient way sometimes I could, but that's just how I like to work, but I don't like people physically write yeah. everything and try and get it in their head, you know? No, because all, all, all my story, all my things that I tell, that I've, I, I, I've got an, at least an hour worth of material in my book that I've, that I've done, well, I haven't done it, but like I've re- rehearsed it and read it and I've done it in my room by myself, you know, just sort of practicing, but anyway, that's a fucking weird thing. Yeah. Um, But... Fucking, they're all they're all very 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 specific to me. But there's some things like analogies that I use on it that I try to link to certain fucking times, certain things that are going on like recently. For example, there's there's mm-hmm. a bit that I say in my stand up where I'm I'm crawling towards the bedroom floor or p- bedroom door like I got just I just got shot in Plymouth that sort of fucking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, stuff, yeah, I see stuff, what you mean. Yeah. yeah, along that lines. But I'm just still trying to work on it. I was I was just trying to get an ear insight into how to how you were fucking you were trying to write your sort of shit as well. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can really say is, you know, un- like until you start doing it, you can, you know, I, I just feel like the best way to start doing stand up is to physically start, do- like, just do it. Yeah. Because I think then even when you do your first gig, first, your first gig, pardon me, um, you just get the vibe. And until you do it, you don't know what that vibe is. Mm-hmm. Of, of, you know what I mean? So you'll yeah. come off and go, I can see things a wee bit clearer in terms of how to prep. Mm-hmm. material and stuff but you know what I mean the people that spend years not working on their act yeah and just going you you know what I mean I'm like just go do it and then the act will work itself out all back hopefully anyway if you get enough space yeah. but um, um, yeah until you start doing it you'll find yourself with a bit more clarity yeah. for sure um, I've got three questions here one of them's from the Mitch but I need to look it up on my phone here um, one of them's from Stacey C oh, she says "What what's your favourite heckler put down um, of mine or just in general? Of yours. Um, I, I have a few, but yeah. most of the time I, I do like to say just like a general one I like to use is fuck up, I've got the row on people. <laughs> uh, it always seems to do very well. Yeah. And then, um, and then just depend on the hackle, I'll just respond then if something specific, you know, like, I've said before, if I get slagged for how I look, for example, yeah. I'll say like, well, you're so ugly, you look like you spike your own drink or, <laughs> um, 
you look like you got your hair cut from McDonald's and class. Do you know what I mean? And I know some guy kept shouting about like a kept shouting like your ma or something like that there when yeah. it first started. Um now it's just like, well, at least my ma doesn't have like the mobile number on a fucking telephone box somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Just <laughs> I shit saw the shit. Like that, yeah. Um but like I like sometimes you just get there's hackles and then there's people that just get involved. Like I remember this was supposed to be a hackle, but I couldn't stop laughing how funny it was. Some guy down south told me like that my neck doesn't suit me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it's like your neck is just not for you. And I'm like, oh, I'll get a different one. Sure. Yeah. Or I mean, or I'll pump some roid into the neck to make it bigger or heroin to make it smaller or you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do what do you want? about my neck <laughs> what am I supposed to do really like wear a cravat or some shit for fuck's sake <laughs> um, another question yeah. was uh, from the Mitch actually how much coke would you need to fuck Boris Johnson um, you see I, I, I would sort of I dislike that fella minimally because I don't follow politics yeah, in any right. respect one of my it's one of my best qualities for some reason. Even like here or Boris Johnson, I know I know what Obama looks like. That's about it. I don't know who the new guy is. I yeah. don't know really anything about here, about the DUP, Champagne, all that part. Um But from the vibe I get from Boris Johnson, I'd, I'd probably just do a quick line and then just aggressively sexually disappoint him. Like I, I think that'd be a bigger... <laughs> way of saying fuck you Boris is just yeah. really sort of you know what I mean just real inside him and hold his hair <laughs> and then when he's just at the at the point of completion he'll be like nah nah you're alright Boris yeah, just, mean, no, just, just disappoint him you just disappoint him for hours I love that saying I just, yeah. it's, it's one of my favourite yeah, like, lines just cup digger and be like I'd disappoint you for hours like <laughs> yeah just disappoint the leg I'll disappoint all over your uh, hotel bed sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Bring a spare. The, the last thing that I was asked. <laughs> fuck's sake. Bring a spare. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I always ask any of my guests to come on is it any life life advice for listeners? It could be anything you fucking want. Just fire it out. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the one I, I feel I've learned is um. If, if you're, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Um, it's probably for younger people, but as you get as you get older, you will find that switching off and relaxing is a fucking really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. So be aware that when you're older, be aware of the things that can make you relax. Because once you do get older and you start having a few more bits going on in your life, whether it's even like minimal stuff or it's like overdrafts, because that's the thing. I don't feel like a grown-up now. I just feel like the same hit I always was, but I have an overdraft now. So, I mean, that's the way I feel. Yeah. But I find it's probably a comedy thing too because I'm thinking all the time, but yeah. learn how to switch off and don't be afraid to do nothing mm. at the same time. Like, if you're going to do nothing, do it properly. Yeah. But then when you're working and doing stuff important, so, I mean, like, put as much work into your work as you do to relaxing. Yeah. That would be it. Put a lot of work, like work hard at relaxing. 
That's Brilliant. It. That's fantastic. Well, here, that comes to the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. I'll, I'll do a wee outro very here. Very welcome. Thanks for having me, man. I'll do a wee outro for you here, and then I'll do the we'll do the proper goodbye, you know, after we'll hit fucking recording all that shit. But yeah, thanks very much yeah. for coming on. This has been Smitty and Rory of House Woods. Win the morning, win the day, and good luck.